Hello and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade, Stevie and I'm Elle. We're three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has had to throw at us and all the lessons that we've learned in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, and just a warning, no story will ever be short. If you've enjoyed this episode, please click follow and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a nice little review, obviously five stars only. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi girls. Hiya girls. Hello. Girls, we- I've been packing for holiday <gasps> all morning. And it just reminds me how much I absolutely hate packing. Like, I know it'll be worth it when I get there, but, oh, my God, there's just so many things to think about all the time. I always forget something as well. It's usually the, tra- the like, travel adapter drives me up the wall. So I've ended up with loads of them because I forget them all the time. I am a massive overpacker as well, girls. I literally pack always more shoes than I need. I overestimate, like... I'm like, I'll need that shoe. I can't wear it without them. But you know, by the time you get out there, your feet are so swollen from the heat and stuff. You're just like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to put any heels on or any, like I'm living comfortably in my flip-flops and my trainers. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. You know what? Everyone expects me to overpack, but I I try to pack so precisely, precisely even, and I miss something every time, but something really important. So Tom's away at his mum and dad's at the moment. He just messaged me like, leave me some space because I've made the idiotic decision to take one case um, for, it's only five days though, so I'm sure we'd be fine. And um, and he said, I wonder what you'll leave behind this time. And it's like, there's things that you can get away with, but let's just hope I don't forget. Oh, knickers. I've done that before. Knickers. What? No you underwear. Forgot, you forgot to oh, put no. underwear. No, I pack about 50 pairs for five days because I'm obviously going to shit myself three times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I'm quite honest, Elle, there are worse things to forget on holiday. There is nothing better than going commando in a hot country with a nice flowy skirt or a dress on (laughs) and getting a little bit of air to your legs and the rest of your... Honestly, (laughs) to your legs. uh, Honestly, air yourself out, girls. We were not meant to be covered up with shit. No, I go. bet Tom, Tom, Tom will be encouraging you to say, like, you don't need those, babe. You I'm sure he'll be like, look, let it all hang out. Not let that it. I'm like long and <laughs> flappy and it hangs out, <laughs> just to confirm. <laughs> but I'm sure he will have no issue whatsoever in me going commando. Sorry. Oh, where are you going, El? Where are we going? Mm. Going to Kefalonia in Greece. Oh. And then we come back and then we've got one day and then we're off to Curacao. <gasps> which not many people have heard of but it's a little well, it's not a little but it's an island um near aruba and it makes up the abc islands in the caribbean i found this out recently so it's like aruba i don't know what the b is maybe bermuda um and curacao so i'm so excited it's going to be warm girls although steve are you happy with the weather now in the uk <laughs> I am much happier with the weather. Although, <laughs> oh, I did almost send you a picture yesterday because I had that fleecy jumper on that you gave me. Like it's a oh, big yeah. purple fleecy, like that comes down to my knees with a hood. I was wearing that last night. But today oh. I'm buzzing. I've got flip-flops on. I've got a dress on. Life is good. I walked up earlier up. Girls, I, I put my shorts on and I went over and I grabbed some food and stuff out in this little outdoor market and it was so hot. I was like, oh, this is lovely. But then as soon as I got out, I looked at my body and I was like, oh, God, I'm <laughs> hasty, aren't I? This is like the loveliest time of year because you're like, summer, but it's also like, 
oh god my skin like is in dire need of vitamin d and like sea salt it you know like when your body like it's coming out of winter like you've come out like a like I'm 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 currently a caterpillar that needs to go into a cocoon of like sunshine and come out like a butterfly because currently my skin is crying for some proper vitamin D. I need a little bit of a tan. I just I just need it to soak into my skin, sort out this skin because my skin is crap at the moment. I don't know about you guys, but well, anyway, I'm having a moan about my skin. There's always time to have a moan about the skin, but I'm so with you. You know what? It's like even on day one, even when you haven't even got that much of a tan, just having the sun on your skin, like my favourite part of the holiday, well, not my favourite, but I love after being on the beach all day, going back, having a shower, and that moment where you're sitting in, in the bed with a packet of crisps and a Fanta lemon just before you're about to get ready. Oh, it's my favourite. I can't oh. bloody wait, girls. Oh, Do you know, know what the most hilarious thing oh. is, though? We all pack makeup, and within, like, a couple of days, your foundation don't even match your skin. So yes. I don't know why we bother doing that. <laughs> so bloody true. And even if I take a dark one, my skin will go, like, a slightly different tone. So I literally look like I've got a floating head on a probably burnt for a short period of time body. Girls, you know what? I miss Dream Matt Moose. <laughs> I miss Dream Map Moose so fucking much because on a holiday I used to I used to obviously get a, a, like a, I'd get a Dream Map Moose that was obviously way darker than what I needed it but I'd mix it in with a little bit of a lighter one or I'd mix it in with a little bit of like um face cream and just like lightly go over my face with it and it just gave yeah. me a little bit of a coverage. Jay, does it not exist anymore? I don't know. Oh, well, girls, I ain't found it for years. I mean, I can't say that I've looked for it, but okay, I'm going to go and look for it. Oh. I'm going to go and look for it. I'm going to go because over. Because obviously I always like talk about it in a nostalgic way, but I wasn't sure. I'm going to go over to Surrey Keys. Around. I'm going to see yeah, if it's in Superdrugs, guys. I will go. I will I will report back. Dream Matt Moose. What a classic. I used to wear, and then do you remember, they then brought out the fluid, like the Dream Matte Mousse, well, it wasn't a mousse, it was like the Dream Matte liquid, and I used to wear two layers of that for school. In six, yeah. Like, had perfect skin, perfect skin. Didn't even need foundation, but no, your girl is layering on a second fucking layer for no reason Bloody whatsoever. Hell. Oh, my God. No, I hear you. Honestly, I was, well... I was like orange, orangina, fucking <laughs> hell, girls. What and the blackness around my eyes? My God, the eyeliner. What was going yeah. on, girls? We all did it though. We yeah. all did it. Well, on that note, dilemmas have come in in regards to body image, I guess. So we're going to delve into those dilemmas and give our two pence for what it's worth. But before we get there, you know what term it is. Stevie's word of the week. Oh, girls, that was dreamy compared to what we've had in some other episodes. Mm. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right, so this word is not necessarily, um, I don't actually know if this is a real word, which, which is really annoying. Great start, Steve, love that. <laughs> I know, do you know what, I had two, and I was like, my first one is really fun to say, but it's a boring definition, and then the other one is a fun word, but I'm not entirely sure if it's a real word, so we'll go with the fun to say boring definition, gerrymander. <laughs> gerrymander? Gerrymander, sounds like a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> Doesn't it? Gerrymander, it go, does. go, gerrymander. That's like Charmander's little cousin, isn't it? Yeah. 
gerrymander. I feel like this is a tool. It's a tool that you use. You have to get get the gerrymander. We need to get Susan out the well. <laughs> Susan out the well. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think it's a tool for leveraging people. <laughs> out of wells. <laughs> you know, all those wells in London. Jesus. Oh, God. Um, gerrymander does feel like a garden tool to me. I think it's a sheer... I right. I think it's a shear that is now used for the garden, but back in the medieval days, chop your pubes. <gasps> oh, straight off. What are you doing this afternoon? I'm going for a gerrymander. I'm going for yeah. a gerrymander. Hear me, gerrymander. Trim. Got a date. Oh, yeah. Trim with me, gerrymanders. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Stevie, what is gerrymander? Right, gerrymander means to manipulate boundaries with regards to um, an electoral boundary. Oh. Yeah. So basically, I know, if you still vote from another constituency, you're gerrymandering, basically. Which I'm pretty sure they all do anyway, because they just pay people off. Wait, I'm confused. So if I go to Wales and I vote, I'm gerrymandering. I'm so confused. No, it's more like, I'm absolutely guessing here, but my understanding is... Surrey is usually a conservative county. Yeah. Well, if they moved the border so that, I don't know, Surrey stole a bit from Hampshire, those votes would be counted in Hampshire and then the conservatives could win Hampshire as well. That's the way oh. that I see it. Dirty bastard. I could be wrong, though. Well, I'm pretty sure the constituents, not constituents, the Conservatives have got both Hampshire and Surrey anyway, but yeah. that's the way I understand mm-hmm. it. Sorry for bringing politics into this <laughs> lovely conversation, girls. It's, fine it's quite Sunday a fun afternoon. word. Very fun word. It and I'm just going to hop off my soapbox now before I offend people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like. Try really fucking hard to get me mouth shut. See, we that's love a, great a word. political rant from Jade. We no, love it. It's too much, girls. One day I will get punched in the face for my views. <laughs> it's fine. I'd rather <laughs> that you got voted in as uh, Prime Minister. We'd back you. God help. <laughs> God help. Oh, guys, you know what I was watching the other day? Um, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Have you ever seen Never that? Never seen it. Oh, God. Never heard of it. Vote for Pedro. Oh, girls, go and watch Napoleon Dynamite. It's a classic. What was that film the other day that I had no clue about and it was in the game and one of you's got it against me? It was like an old school nostalgic Keeper film. by the Dozen. Cheaper by the dozen, that was it. I couldn't be bothered to go back and find a part in the podcast, but I wanted to watch a film the other day, and I was like, what was that one? Cheaper by the dozen, okay. By the dozen. It's a feel-good family. Yeah, you'll love it. Thank you, Steve. Very good word of the week. Appreciate it. Hey, ladies. I loved your body image episode from last year so much. It really made me feel less alone, and it's comforting knowing that we all feel insecure from time to time. Since then, I had a little boy, oh, and it goes without saying that I'm completely obsessed with him. <laughs> but even though I lost the weight very quickly, I have a fast metabolism and didn't do anything other than breastfeed to lose the weight. I've been left with a huge amount of stretch marks, loose skin and the weirdest shaped belly button you've ever seen. I know it's normal to have insecurities, but I always feel like I can't voice it in case people think I'm not grateful for my son. There's nothing I can do cosmetically, so I need to learn to embrace it somehow. Any tips? 
That's you know congratulations. What? Yeah, first off, congrats. And also, do you know off that that stood out for me in that? She says that, you know, I know it's normal to have insecurities, but I feel like I can't voice it. Mm. I think there is such a pressure on mums and new mums. Like, A, breastfeeding is like this wild pressure that gets put onto new mums. And like, luckily for this like listener that, she, you know, she wanted to do it and it worked for her. But I actually went to a, um, a birthday party yesterday for um, my friend's little baby. It was his first birthday. Anyway, and there was a few new mums and mums to be there. And I was having a chat with them. And I, like, the, the way that a body, like the female body goes through it just to have mm. a baby. Like my friend's pregnant at the moment. And she was like, she was like saying to another one of the mums, she's like, you didn't tell me about the, the itchiness of the belly. She said, I am literally clawing my, she's got a, a hairbrush oh that she's God. scratching her belly with at the moment. She, she, she's oh like, she's so itchy where the skin is stretching and stuff. And obviously it just made me think about how much, you know, the, 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 the body goes through when you, when you're pregnant and when you, carry a baby and give birth and then mothering afterwards like how your body changes and I think there's such a pressure isn't it for you to like bounce back be back into your pre-body baby your body will never be the same again so I think this mentality of like bouncing back is so damaging and actually what needs to be said is your body will never be the same again but it will be yeah. a whole new body for you to love and look like and you know it's it's going to change and I think I just fucking hate the media when it makes women feel like they need to be whatever the perfect body is. And the way that bodies have changed over the years, you know, when you think back to like probably the, the pressures that were put onto our mums and our nans, you know, like the Marilyn Monroe body and then the, you know, the the 80s supermodel Claudia Schiffer body. And then we come into the noughties and it's like the Beyonce body, the Kim Kardashian, like the stand, the beauty standards have have obviously always moved with what is appealing at the time, but there is such a pressure for women in general, let alone mums. God, I can't imagine yeah. how, how, but I think it's really brave of our listener to say, this is how I feel and I feel bad voicing it because I'm, I feel like I'm not being grateful, weird word, grateful for my son. Of course you are. And absolutely you can have things that you don't, like about your body that's fine but like you can't it's it's about changing the way that you speak to yourself isn't it I think the the voice in your head is probably the one that is the hardest to cancel out like I'm talking about the media and stuff but the one that you say to yourself the manifestation book that I'm reading called um, make it happen by Jordana Levitt it's fucking brilliant girls but it was it's been really helpful for me over the last week totally separate but doing the show and coming to like the final week of the London run, the biggest thing that I've battled is against the negative thoughts in my head. And she's got some really great things in there of like ways to combat like the negative thoughts and how to identify them. But I think identifying it is one thing, which, you know, identifying the negative thought when it comes in. And then I literally say out loud, stop. I say stop to my brain. <laughs> it's, I don't do it when I'm in a crowd, obviously. I look <laughs> um, but just, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, is, you know, when you have these hangups, is there something that you can do to counteract that feeling that you get or that negative talk that you get by stopping it in its tracks and maybe switching it to something else being like, stop, my body is a powerhouse or stop, 
my belly button has helped to feed my baby or stop my stretch marks are a sign of strength. Like, is there a way that you can rephrase whatever it is that is kind of intruding or making you feel horrible or, or whatever, you know, thinking of something that you can replace that negative thought or comment that you're giving to yourself with some, replace it with something that's positive, I guess. So that would be my tip, I think. I think failing that, go and speak to a doctor or talk to somebody in the medical profession, because in the UK, we don't seem to have a huge amount of aftercare. And I'm speaking from a very limited knowledge of this, having no kids myself. But if you look at other countries around Europe, like in France, I know that they've got sort of like, what is it? Antenatal, no, prenatal. Is it prenatal after birth? Postnatal. Yeah. Yeah. They have like postnatal follow-ups like that we just don't get. And I just think you hear of so many women with like things that could have easily been sorted or there's help out there available. You just don't know about it because it's your first time going through it and just no one really talks about it. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Steve. One of my friends had a baby in the Netherlands And she said the care, it was her first baby, so she didn't have it to, um, she couldn't compare to it in having one in the UK, but her sisters had. And she was like, the care that we get here is absolutely unbelievable. In fact, I think I might have spoken about on the podcast before, don't quote me on this, but it's definitely not far off. They actually have a nurse that can like come home with you and spend two weeks with you um, post-birth and the nurse basically like helps you get a bit of sleep as well so they can look after the baby for like in short periods of time and it's I I don't remember the ins and outs but honestly it was phenomenal in comparison to what we have in the UK so yeah definitely ask and see if there's any extra sort of resources also if you're just speaking to friends that haven't had kids they're probably not going to be able to relate in the same way because your new body insecurities with the belly button thing you know what it's really weird that you say that because my friend online had just mentioned that her her belly button looks like really saggy and and large and she put a picture on and I thought I'm like I don't I can't even notice it but she's had two kids and she was like wouldn't swap it for the world got my kids so um I think yeah in terms of tips Jade is exactly right try to when those thoughts come into your head try to reframe them try to focus on the positives Um, And also, you know, and it's not because we know that you're grateful for your child, but every time it really gets on top of you, just look at your little boy. Did you say she had a little boy? No, she had a little uh, child. I think it was a little boy. Look at your little boy and think all of this is because I've got you. But I totally understand. Like I, I've had stretch marks literally since I was like 11, 12. I had a huge growth spurt. And um, I had these like little red purple lines on my back. And my mum was like, better go to the doctors. Like, they didn't hurt or anything. And the doctor was like, they're stretch marks. She's huge as in tall. Obviously, I was like really super skinny. And he was like, some people are just more like predisposed to them. Whenever you get pregnant, obviously, I was like 12 at the time. So it was like, do, do wait a while. Um, you're going to need all the bio oil because you're going to be full of stretch marks. That's so like, thank you. Thank you for that. A little Holden, bit of a pre-worn so. in there. I know, I know. But you know what? Honestly, I used to hate it. Like I've got like quite a lot of lines on my lower back. I used to hate it when I was younger. Now it's like, who cares? But I've had many years to, you know, accept that, embrace that and move on from it. And now, honestly, I love my scars. Like I don't even just mean stretch marks, but my scars from my SNS, I'm like, can't wait to get them out. I've named her Scarlet. 
not so original, <laughs> but it feels right. And I'm just like, you know what? They're all, they like every mark, every scar is, I know it's so fucking cliche, but it is like a map to your life and where you've been and everything that you've done. And you should be proud of that. So there we go. I'm going to leave you on that fucking Gandhi over here. I love that. That's really good. Do you know what, actually, as well, there's some really um, great Instagram uh, people that you should follow in regards to that because I think a way to kind of bring you back to you know social media is such a thing isn't it that people watch it and they can you can do one of two things you can compare yourself and dig a hole or you can follow people that empower you and make you feel great about you and there's loads of great accounts on Instagram there's some wonderful people you can follow and on the group the page feminist there is a lady now I can't pronounce I don't know what her handle is in regards to how I pronounce it, but it's Nimein Dollar. Oh gosh, I can't. Sorry. It's really difficult. I can't I can't pronounce it. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, is there are loads of people, especially women, that are on Instagram making videos of all the that lumps and bumps and scars and things that they that society should tell them they should hate and hide. And they get them out and they show them and they go, fuck you. It's nearly the summer and I am not gonna let my body dysmorphia take control of my enjoyment of the weather sort of thing um yeah but follow follow people that empower you and unfollow people that make you feel less so moving on to the next question something a little bit different for us this time um I feel like you're going to laugh at this dilemma but it's actually a bit of an issue I've been with my boyfriend for five months we got on really well and I'm really happy However, I feel like his insecurities are getting in the way. I think he's perfect, but he's got a thing about, please don't laugh, the size of his dick. Mm -hmm. The thing is, right, as soon as you say, please don't laugh, you want to laugh anyway before you've even seen it. It's that nervous laughing, isn't it? It's just ridiculous. Exactly. She said, it doesn't bother me at all. I have no issues and I've tried to hint at this before. I can't just come out and say it as he's never said it's a problem, but I know it is. It makes him quite jealous of other men. If anyone looks at me when we're out, he's uncomfortable. If I go out with my girls, he tries so hard not to be insecure, but he always asks if other men have tried to chat me up. I do love him, but I just don't want this to go on forever. I don't know how to speak to him about it without bringing it up and then making him totally aware that I know that he thinks he's got a small dick. God, sorry, that was quite like a mouthful. No pun intended. Um, What do I do? Oh, my God. This is like, I think you're putting too much on the fact that you think he thinks he's got a small dick. He's obviously just insecure. Like, why would having a small dick make you worried about your girlfriend going out with her mates? Well, I think he's just insecure. I don't know. I think men have got like, well, I say weird. I don't think it's weird at all. But I think we haven't quite got the same, like, because bear with me for a second if you've got like some people if you've got small tits like it's like the beauty standard thing there'll be times where small tits are the trend then there'll be times where big tits are the trend like they're you know people have preferences but generally speaking most people won't say oh I would like a small dick do you know what I mean like I think for men it is maybe a bigger thing than we realize I think so as well I think it it's like again it's been a it's such a thing that like the bigger the dick the bigger the like I don't know like masculinity is measured by the size Mm. of your willy and 
I I can probably see where he's coming from in the sense of like he is very valid to feel insecure about something that he's probably being told by external forces, you know, because he, he, his dick's small, it means he's less of a man. And, I, you know, I can understand why he would feel insecure. But again, it's about reassurance, isn't it? It's about reassurance and saying like, People have got huge dicks and don't know what to do with them. Like it's, yeah. I think it it comes down to those sayings again, isn't it? It's about you know knowing what to do with it is more important than the size. What is it? The motion in the ocean? Blah 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 blah. All of that stuff. <laughs> but um, but I think I think as a supportive girlfriend, you could all you can do is reassure him, remind him how much you love him, how much you your you know you're attracted to him, and give him that reassurance maybe more times than he needs it and then you know like hopefully it will start sinking in but you you've just got to do it like girls there's times when we feel insecure about certain things and all we want is a little bit of validation from our partners or our friends or someone just to say you look fucking brilliant today and it's just about you know surrounding yourself with people that build you up and lift you up and you need to be that for your partner you need to remind him that he's fucking hot that you're attracted to him that you ain't interested in no one else you know it might feel petty and things like that but if it's going to help him and you love him do it for him yeah but I think there's a within reason here because if you're going out all the time with your girls and all he does is say to you who chatted you up that's wrong that's true. You, That's true. I think there's a very fine line here. If you if you're out talking to other guys and he's caught you and he's got reasons to ask you that question, fine. But mm. every time you go out with your girls, if he's saying to you, "How many people have chatted you up?" Like I don't know. That's a bit of a. That's it's a definitely a, a. It is a problem for me. Yeah, it is. It is, and I guess it's like whether you can both get past that together because it's not something that you just have to get past. Because I don't think you should have to accept that this is the way it's always going to be I think it's it's got to be like there's got to be a um what's the bloody balance balance and what is the fucking thing where you come to the middle and you meet in the middle oh my god gone from my mind compromise <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> won't be L's word of the week will it um there's got to be a compromise in the sense that you know you're gonna have to help him feel secure in some ways but he's also got to give I guess the difficult thing is if he's not said look this is what I'm insecure about that's a really uncomfortable thing to bring up because then he's aware that you're aware of the fact that he's got a small dick that's that is just the way that it is because if he didn't you wouldn't even be able to guess that it was an issue so how do you bring that up and my thing my first thought is like could you you it depends how open and vulnerable he is anyway if you feel like he is someone that could gain from you know a a deep honest open conversation maybe open up about something that you're insecure about and go in with it so that he feels like he's more on a level playing field and don't get me wrong I'm not saying it should be like this I'm just saying if you love him and you want to make it work maybe say you've spoken about to anyone about this before but this is something that I feel really insecure about and you know blah 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 I can tell that there is something going on with you and the way that you act in certain ways i.e asking what was it like saying has anyone chatted her up when she's out and then there was something else as well. Um, I'm not going to lie, girls, I've completely lost my trial thought. But what I'm trying to say is, 
if you come to the table being really open and honest and vulnerable yourself, but also really honest about how he's making you feel, I think that that is the best way of getting him to open up. And once he's done that, you've it's exactly what Jade said. As long as you're supportive and showing him that you, you know, you're happy with what you've got, then that's all you can do. But again, like Stevie said, don't put up with that because life constantly having to reassure someone is a lot. He's got to meet you in the middle. Do you know what you should do? You should watch Naked Attraction together. Oh, that's a great idea. Watch Naked Attraction together because there are people with all body shapes, sizes, differences, whatever. There is. Yeah, but can you imagine if they're all as all bigger than him? But they never are, Steve. Have you watched it? They well, not in a couple of years. They never are because, and you know what? You're exactly right, Jade. I've never really thought about that because I've watched that show before, and there was one episode, and I thought. I've got bigger tits than almost everyone here. And yet I've always thought of myself as having like no boobs at all. And I come away from it and I thought, no, I do. They're just itty bitty and pert and tiny, but they're definitely there. And I loved them way more after watching that show. Yeah, I, honestly, I applaud. I think the, that's a great idea. I applaud the confidence of people that go on that show. I think, do you know what? Yeah, especially if they do have a body part that maybe looks different to what, again, the beauty standards tell us is perfect. If they looked other than the perfect whatever, I'm just like, fucking good for you, hon. Good for you. And I, I mean, at first, I remember watching that TV show and thinking, holy shit, how on earth has this got funding and been put on the television? And then me and Michael have sat down and watched it several times together. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. and then you have a good chat, didn't you? You have a good chat about yeah. it. Oh, that look at that, good for you. And like, and then you even see where your judgments are because you go, Oh, look at that. And you go, Oh, hold on, I'm judging them for that. Why am I? And then yeah. it opens up your blind sights to like things that you've, you know, how judgmental you've been about maybe your own body as, as well. So I think it just might be a nice way of opening up the conversation and you can both yeah. have a chat about it and have a laugh about it. Fuck. Exactly. Girls, I've got story time about naked attraction. Oh my God. Tell me which one of on your there. exes went on it after you broke up. <laughs> no, but not far off. So do we remember my last ex-boyfriend who messaged another girl when we were dating, not properly together, but messaged an old fuck buddy of his to say, hey, are you around when I was halfway across the world on a girl's holiday? Do we remember that story? Yes, yes we, we do. Yes, who pops up on Naked Attraction? None other than the girl that he messaged. <laughs> no. No. Why? Yeah, and I remember I I think we were already like well over by the time that it was on. But I remember it was in I never actually saw the episode that she did, but it was on the um like the intro. And I you know when it just hits you and you're like, I know exactly who that fucking is. That is the girl. And obviously, by the way, I've never had an, a single issue with the girl because she did absolutely nothing wrong. It was all on him. But it was so interesting. I was like, as if this is trolling me like this. And then you know what? It, it is one of those weird things because then you do watch and then you you go, oh, well, I don't even fucking care. And then you think, why well, am I am judging her and I don't need to. And also I'm judging with a biased mindset of 
this was the girl that might and you know it, I do honestly like who knew I was such a fucking mad advocate for naked attraction but the more I like think about it and you know what when you were saying about it Jade that like, you have a conversation but the most important thing is you come away and then you go and have your dinner and then you get on with your life and you don't think about it twice literally because literally. who cares what other people look like I think about the Romans often and I think they were just walking around in their fucking little little villages tits out dicks out like they had it right they was just like put it on show get a little bit of linen whack it around your shoulders if you're a bit chilly but other than that i'm here Rome free Rome free l fucking mic drop well done hun that was brilliant oh that was a great dilemma more more dilemmas like that please send them in god Well, we're going to head over to our game, which is finish that phrase. You know how this goes. But if you're new to the podcast, this is what happens. We go head to head each week uh, with this game where one person will find a phrase from either a TV show, a film, a book, a song lyric. They will say it as deadpan, monotone as possible. And we will each go head to head to try to figure out where that line is from to finish that phrase also. So two points are up for grab. The leaderboard as it stands is Ellie's in the lead with 12, Stevie close second with yes. 11, and Jade is coming in with a pitiful eight. However, this week it is Stevie versus Jade, and I am ready for you, Steve. Well, you know what, Jade? I'm ready for you. And considering <laughs> we're both having Wi-Fi issues today, I think I'm in with a good chance. Okay, I've got a banging song that you will both 100% Why? know. Why is it always songs? Sorry, Steve. It's because I enjoy doing the whole paragraph, but it won't get to that, I don't think. Ready? Ready. Go on, Elle. I've yeah. been waiting such a long time, just trying to get through, and it's taken all of my strength to keep me here, away from you. Maybe you won't get it so quickly. Actually, you should know this. It doesn't matter just how long it takes. Nothing changes when we're apart. It's just a little bit longer. We've come this far, one step closer to heaven, baby. Steve. Hey, me. S Club 7. Yes. Yeah. One step closer to heaven, heaven, baby, baby means one no. step closer to you. Stop. S Club Juniors. Incorrect, Stevie. It was S Club Juniors, but I felt oh, like. How? Ha. <laughs> ha. Right, you can have the point for the who it was. Stevie gets it for finishing, for finishing it off. It. Yeah, well yeah. played, girls. She's, Hannah's saying to me in the car, it's S Club Juniors. Oh. <laughs> Good job I was listening, girls. I knew I knew those. Do you know when you're like listening to something so intense? I'm like, yeah, I know this. I have no idea where it's from. I can't think of any. That was me though. last week. Yeah. You hear the lyrics and you're like, I've, I know I've heard it a million times. I know exactly what it is. Can't believe put my finger on it. Yeah. Well done. We well. What a banger. Girls, is this the one that we performed? Yes, probably. probably. We performed one of many. We one were their you. tribute band. We basically were. <laughs> Who were, were, gave were. us the audacity to think that Girls, we were we talented used to enough? Up in front of assembly, the entire school and do a dance routine to S Club Seven. Yeah. S Club Juniors. Yep. I think I put my foot down. 
on Atomic Kitten because <laughs> I didn't like him. I was with Billy Telling yesterday. Um, <laughs> no way! Yeah, I was with Billy Telling yesterday. We were talking about primary school, and you've just reminded me. I'm pretty sure we got the boys involved. Did we not? Did we not get yes. the boys involved? They Sean was up. involved. Sean get Billy. them involved. I think we didn't give them any option. Yeah, they, they had didn't to have a do chance. it. Yeah, yes. they didn't have a chance. Oh, oh my god, Billy Telling, my yeah. first boyfriend at eleven. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, guys, how sweet. He how still funny. looks the same. He still looks exactly the same. And he's got a ba- brand new baby boy, bless him. Um, Very cute. I hope he knows that I don't still look the same. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, obviously. Oh, he's just like, he's, yeah, well, looks we were talking about the bowl haircuts and he was like, yeah, my son's going to have a bowl haircut. <laughs> Talking about the bowl haircut, he was king of the bowl haircut. To be he fair, was. and it's all back in girls. It is back oh. in. If I had a child, I would whack a bowl on their head. Jade, you can't. Why you not? can't do to them because we, we can't afford to, to cut their heads because cost of living so high. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's a hairdresser. I've got no excuses. You're absolutely fine. Yeah, <laughs> girls. My mum cut my hair the other day. Did she? I mean, it was my extension hair, but I was like, I want like a few inches off. I'm sick of it. Yeah, poor Can Faye. I just say as well, I saw it and she did a cracking job. So yeah, well done, Faye. Yeah, she did a really good job, yeah. Well done, well done Faye. Faye. A woman of many talents. Love that. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode, a juicy one, if I do say so myself. Don't forget to give us a review and send any questions you've got to longstoryshortpodcast22 at gmail.com. Head over to our TikTok, Long Story Short Pod, to see what we've been up to too. We'll be back next Tuesday. And don't forget, no story will ever be short. Bye. Bye. Bye.